L-A-S. The LAS Podcast Network is an independent network of local creators based in Cedar Rapids, Iowa. For more, visit LASPodcastNetwork.com. Friends with Marketing Benefits is brought to you by... Hey, I'm Jake Trumper. And I'm Alex Schulte. And together, we're historically historically inaccurate. And you can learn history with us because I'm kind of an expert. I'm not sure if expert's the word I would use. No, I'm ready to teach people history because, like, uh, ask me to name every president. But I know you can't. No, just ask me. I don't want to hear you do that again. John Adams, Thomas Jefferson, uh, James Madison, James LeBrow, John Quincy Adams, Andrew Jackson. So we're a brand new podcast distributed by the LAS Podcast Network in Cedar Rapids, Iowa. New episodes every Monday on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever else you can find your podcasts. Jake, are you still going? Chester A. Arthur, Grover Cleveland, Benjamin just fast, Harrison, just William fast forward to the end. Theodore Roosevelt, we are literally Donald running Trump, out of time. Ben, 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 did you literally forget the president who is right now, Joe Biden? Joe Biden! Oh, I did it. Oh, I was in. I was in my group. Come there. and learn with us, everybody. Well, it's still kind of me. I'm. I'm kind of doing. You most couldn't of even the remember Joe Biden's name. I'm doing most of the teaching. It's mostly you. Thank you. L A S. Oh, hey there. Welcome on back, my friend. It's me, Logan. (laughs) (laughs) Who are you talking to there, bud? (laughs) The listener. Oh, God. Right? Yeah, sure. You, there in your car, washing those dishes. You're doing great. Swimming in the pool (laughs) with your headphones on. Do you listen to a lot of podcasts in the pool? Uh, It's the only place I listen to podcasts. Oh, all right. I don't listen to a lot of podcasts. Okay, great. Cool. That makes sense. <laughs> hey, welcome on in to Friends with Marketing Benefits. I'm one of your hosts, Logan Schultz. You also heard another host. Hey, I'm Alex. Alex Schulte. Alex Schulte. And we have a third host who's making their Friends with Marketing Benefits debut. Their D-butt. Mm. Yep. Well, that's, that's what we'll lead in with. <laughs> that's and Brody White coming in. Hi, Brody. <laughs> hey there. Um, so, uh, I run this kind of LAS network thing. Alex, you're our creative director. Brody, who the heck are you? I am the director of business development, working with our community engagement also, and really just trying to help us build out what we do and who we do it with. Which I think is a really exciting immediate lead-in to who we're talking with. Who we're about to do it with. <gasps> mm. Wow. Oh, that was the lead in you just built with. Market, or friends with marketing benefits our, really nicely. Exactly. Yep. This is our friend with marketing benefits. <laughs> I love that. All the benefits. Our guest today for Friends with Marketing Benefits is none other than Shannon Hansen. I know her. That's good. I like it. <laughs> Keep it. That's not that's not gonna get cut later. Laminate it. <laughs> Stay in. Perfect. <laughs> Hi Shannon, how are you? I'm good, Logan. How are you? I'm so good. I'm so excited that you're finally on the show. We've been talking about yes, this for weeks. We have. You're so a I'm very glad. busy, important mm, person. I don't know that I'd go that far, but I do have a husband who goes to sleep at like six, so mm. whatever. That's fine. Doesn't that mean you're free after six? Gosh, you would think so, but <laughs> right. no, I got to do all the stuff he doesn't do. Uh, <laughs> Just enough. kidding. He's a great wife. Who is your wife? Um, my my wife, husband, is Eric Hansen. He may be better known as the Eric from the Morning Scramble on C102.9. Right. And we love Eric. We're Eric fans. He's an okay we're guy. We're Z fans. <laughs> but we're not here to talk about Eric. Well, except that today is our date anniversary. Oh, really? 29 wow. years, you guys. I swear to God, I never thought I'd like anybody that long. <laughs> <laughs> I get it. Uh-huh. 
You have no idea. I saw it. I liked it on Facebook. Very I engaged. Good. Yes. Oh. Thank you very oh, much. I didn't see it. Somebody cares about me in this Jeez. room. I, it's, just, <laughs> it's not a you thing. It's a Facebook thing. I know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 Stinking yeah, sure, algorithms. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't spend enough time on that. We can talk there. about that later, too. We'll get into it. <laughs> algorithm is definitely a good word for work. What did you do for your first benefits. date? What was your first date like? Um. <laughs> so Eric was in Jazz Band 2 at Iowa, and they were playing at Gabe's. So I went, listened to him, and then at midnight, we went to Perkins, and we had a, if I remember correctly, was it a skillet cookie or one of those brownie things, and mm. like cheese sticks. Because could there be anything more college than what I just said? Not really. I was just going to say. Going Seriously. To, going to Perkins at midnight, midnight, my friends literally recommended that two nights ago. Uh, the guys in my band and I was like that sounds like the worst thing ever but at the time <laughs> I'm sorry just one about like the fluorescent lights at midnight. I know you have lights. no that idea well and my roommate worked there at the time so she was mm. sneaking us stuff too so I don't that need nice. heartburn for the next week so. Ugh, right just thinking about it now like, what do you guys ugh. get at Perkins Nothing. I haven't been to a Perkins in a decade. Uh, yeah, that's very true. What is it? The Tremendous 12. I, oh. I only get the Tremendous 12. <laughs> that's why I asked. And that is why we are friends, Alex I Schulte. Thought, I thought there was <laughs> one answer to that question. Shannon Hansen, thank you so much for answering that. I just bowed. Stuck the landing. <laughs> My order has always been the appetizer sampler because then you get a little bit of everything. Honest to God, that if I'm not fried. there in the morning, that is absolutely I, true. I could be there at... Oh. Four in the morning, or well, that's when you'd really want that's it. That's when you'd really want it. <laughs> and it's no bishops, but they also have that great chocolate pie with the the chocolate oh, shavings yeah, on top. Yeah, yeah, French silk, right? French silk, French silk. We are for. deep in on the Perkins lore right I now. I know. Well, we talked some crap about them for a second, so we kind of made up for it. Right. Sure. Exactly. Hashtag not a sponsor. <laughs> I was going to say, I was like, this is not brought to you by Perkins. <laughs> Well, you gave me a great place to start. This, of course, is Friends of Marketing Benefits. It's the show where we talk with fantastic local marketers, entrepreneurs, business owners, um, and and just incredible people about their stories and and take those journeys and turn them into usable advice and tips for all of you out there listening. And you mentioned that uh, you and Eric had your first date at the University of Iowa. We did. Why were you at the University of Iowa? What were you studying? Um, I was studying therapeutic recreation, actually. Um, and I was at the University of Iowa because my parents actually, I was born in Iowa City when they were still in college. Hmm. So my dad started uh, brainwashing me from birth that I was going to go to the University of Iowa. And so my whole life, I only wanted to be either in the University of Iowa marching band or the USC marching band. And since my dad was only going to pay for Iowa, that is where I went. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't realize, and maybe this is my bad, I didn't realize that marching band was a big thing for you. Oh, huge. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I was, um, I started playing piano when I was three because my grandma was actually a music teacher for 35 years, I think it was. Um, And I started playing clarinet in fifth grade. um, And that would just kind of came naturally to me. I was lucky in that respect. Um, And so then I went to every band camp. Uh, Yep, I'm that girl. Um, And (laughs) I I, um, was lucky enough to make it to Allstate when I was in high school. So And did really well at um, all the contests and stuff. And so when I went to college, I thought I was going to be a music major. Like, I can do this. And then I realized that my clarinet instructor, my professor, wanted me to eat, sleep, and drink playing the clarinet. And you people out there don't know me very well but these guys in here do 
that was not going to equate to my social calendar and what I really wanted to be doing was like meeting Perkins. people. Oh, right. you, you weren't going to be playing that clarinet at I, midnight at Perkins. I was. Well, I could. <laughs> <laughs> Depending on the night. <laughs> it could have happened. Um, so anyway, so I have a music minor. Okay. Um, but I really wanted to be in the marching band. I always thought it was cool. Um, and I was lucky enough to be in the marching band for two pretty big things. One was uh, I got to march in the Rose Bowl Parade in 1990. Oh, that's one? awesome. Amazing. Yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. let me tell you about that really quickly. I know that's not what we're here for, but yeah, that is. is a seven mile parade. And you start um you have to get in line. It was like three o'clock in the morning. So that's fine if you don't have anything else for the rest of the day. But then when you're done, you go quickly and eat and then you go to the Rose Bowl. So then you have to do, you have to march pregame, halftime, and then postgame. And then they wanted to have a party that night. And we were all just like, our parties have gotten us kicked out of hotels. And that's not a lie. Like there is one hotel in one town that will not allow the Hawkeye Marching Band back because of one of the years I was in it. That's an achievement. I know. I That's know, a right? badge of honor. Yeah, she's clearly bragging. That yeah. wasn't, there's right. no embarrassment in her I'm home. not going to lie. It was pretty fun. <laughs> it's a party. Um, and so we just we just had a great time in Marching Band. So that, that Rose Bowl was great, but we couldn't even party that night. We were all so tired. And again, keep in mind, so we have uniforms that are for the Midwest, right? So I'm mm-hmm. in a wool uniform yeah. in Southern California, and it was not cold that day. So we honestly, I think we lost, I think in the end we lost like 35% of the band. They just couldn't make it the whole way. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. We had like two drummers left. That's not a lie either. The sousaphones made it. The guys with the big curly tubas. Yeah, they had some shade from the sousaphones. It, it was reflecting all the light. Right. That's You're just right. science. Well, that is, yes, thank you for science. You're so welcome. <laughs> Friends with science benefits. <laughs> oh, I like it. The spinoff. I do spin-off. have a Bachelor of Science, but... That doesn't, I mean, that's the therapeutic recreation degree right there. Right. <laughs> Which takes us back. Great segue. You're right? running it for us. Uh, I'm here Back for to you. that therapeutic yeah. uh, recreation. Tell us more about that and how it transitioned. You betcha. So um, I got my therapeutic rec degree from the University of Iowa in a long time ago. And I went off and what therapeutic recreation is, is you can go into like nursing homes or places kind of like Tanager Place or hospitals and work with people. You aren't a play therapist, but you kind of teach them. For instance, I worked at Sedlicek when it used to be at Mercy and we would teach some of the people in Sedlicek. So it's an adult um, alcohol and chemical dependency program. Mm. We would teach them how to find fun where things maybe didn't include that didn't include alcohol or dr- like where those would be mm-hmm. so that's kind of what I did with kids it was just letting them have a free space where they could really talk if they wanted to but you're playing games while you're doing it so they're a little less inhibited so that was that was something that I really loved doing but that lovely husband that we talked about earlier um got a job in Washington, Iowa at a little tiny radio station down there as the program director. And he said, you want to go with me? And I'm like, you're going to ask me to marry you? Because if not, no. <laughs> Fair. Fair. Right? Because it's Washington and Jinx. it's a beautiful little town, but it's teeny tiny. And I swore I wasn't going back to a small town. 
So he asked me to marry him. We go there um, and I get a job at the YMCA there. And I do community development there. So I'm doing this is I think I had 78 programs that I was running at one time, um, including like crisis care and respite care for children, but a bunch of other things on top of that. I also worked with the active older adults. I did a bunch of stuff. Um, So So when we moved there. Yeah. If I can stop you there. Just to point out that I think we're already seeing a theme of of people and relationships. Yes, always. Right? Always. Which I think will certainly come back <laughs> yes. later on in the episode. Yes, but we will. did you know at that point that that you always wanted to work with relationships? Yes. Okay. I always knew that one of my strengths was connection. And whether that's one-on-one with someone or connecting other people, I always I can, I'm my, one of my bigger I don't know. The biggest thing that I've learned in my life is just talk to anybody because you're going to learn something all the time. Sure. It's mm-hmm. great. I love it. I, I love talking to people that I don't even know if I have anything in common with. They're actually my favorite. Don't tell anybody um, to talk to because <laughs> I just love learning new things. But I'm not a, I, I like to read, but I don't want to read to learn anymore. You know what I mean? I just kind of I this this way of learning new things is my jam. I like it a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, I think that it's probably safe to say that you're somewhat of an extrovert. <laughs> yes. Okay, great. Um, <laughs> but I, I believe it was like, if there's a hundred scale, my mom likes to say I'm about 103. Okay. Awesome. Cool. <laughs> so I think your advice is really sound. Um, always talk to somebody, see yeah. what you can learn, make new connections. And that's so true for the people that listen to this show, right? People who have a project to promote, people who should be yeah. networking and connecting, uh, a, a business owner connecting with your clients yeah. and your audience and whoever you're speaking to. Um, get to know them, get yep. to understand them. Uh, but that can be kind of challenging for somebody who's um, particularly introverted. Mm-hmm. And do you have thoughts on maybe how to navigate that introvert versus extrovert relationship idea how do you how does somebody overcome that um well here's the thing i'm a big believer in living in what you're good at yeah and if being good at going out and just talking to people is not your thing there are other ways for you to get that information like i said um i'm not a person who sits down and reads but reading about um researching is a great way to get to know more things and more people in that way um i also think um everybody is comfortable with somebody right and so with that all you need to do is be around someone who maybe is more extroverted than you in those situations and just be you i'm um i've always really wondered about why people feel like they're Maybe their um, weaknesses, I hate to use that word, but that's the word I'm going to use right now. Their weaknesses are something they have to work on. You know what? Sometimes you're just good at what you're good at. And so be that. But also understand that when you're with someone else who has those other things, utilize those to your advantage, right? Sure. So I used to say that, you know, I've been in charge of, I don't know, at most I think I was in charge of about 60 people and the least was like two people on a team. And every single one of those people that I've had on those teams, we've talked about what it is that their strength is and then how you can leverage your strengths along with someone else. So I think that's... I mean, that's what I'd say to that question, which is a sort of answer to it, uh, because I don't think that you should, if you're really uncomfortable with that initial talking to someone, maybe don't do that, but somehow move into it with some other person. Sure. I mean, if you know that you are an introvert, if you know that 
you know, if we throw you into a room with 60 people, you're not going to succeed as well as Shane and Hanson might. <laughs> right? That's true. So, so you know, capitalize. Shane and Hanson will meet about 58 of those. Right. <laughs> and right. the two that just are introverts and don't want to have to meet and yes. are like hiding behind someone and else are I the only ones who escape. That's exactly right. <laughs> or they're the people that, or I find a couple that I just need a little few more minutes with. That's all. <laughs> but I love the idea that, uh, you know, capitalize on your own strengths, figure out your ways to connect with people. You know, we've mm-hmm. talked about, um, uh, Facebook surveys on oh, this yeah. show quite a bit, right? How do you engage with and get information from your clients? Yeah. It's just unique ways that you can find to interact with those people. And also find yourself a Brody, find yourself a Shannon, mm-hmm. right? And let those people be a catalyst for you in, in connection. One of the things that um, I've really liked lately is the idea of on Instagram, the this or that. It's another, mm-hmm. it's just another way to do a survey, right? But it's a very simple way to find out some of the things about your clients too. So I really love, it's not like in your face survey, but it is a this or that. And Mm -hmm. I really like that idea of a simple way to learn more about your clients or potential clients in that respect. I think that on that too, what you're saying, there's such a a point of you don't have to do the things that you don't like most of the time. Right. Find someone who does like them, who really enjoys them and and build out a team so that you can work well together and enjoy what you're doing. So many of us are, like you said, need to think they need to work on those things that they don't like or they find more difficult. It turns out you actually don't have to do that. No. And I really, I really love, okay, I'm going to go a little down a rabbit hole just a little bit, but um, I love StrengthsFinder. Once I did StrengthsFinder, that was it for me because what they really teach at the very beginning of that is live in your strengths. What is that? So live in your strengths. So Gallup actually does this, did this book. It's called StrengthsFinder. And you take this quiz. I haven't finished it. Awesome. I need to do it. (laughs) Your strength isn't the follow through. That one isn't. My strength is not finishing books. I'll bet that you're not in the execution quadrant then. (laughs) Oh, see, I didn't even know that was a quadrant. No, I'm absolutely not. Sorry to cut you off. Well, you wouldn't if you haven't done it yet. (laughs) Anyway. Yeah, please continue. So Strengths Finder um, was a big um, thing probably 10 or 15 years ago that just kind of stuck with me because it was done by Gallup. I really believed that, you know, it was a good test. It was a good survey that would really give you what your strengths are. But their biggest thing is you have these top, when you first take it, they give you five your top five strengths. Mm-hmm. And these top five strengths are the things that you should really um, leverage to your best ability because they're the stuff that comes easy to you. But a lot of times what you do is you're trying to work on the bottom five all the time. And so then your top five probably get a little bit, um, you don't, you, because that comes easily to you, you don't even think about doing it. So maybe you don't do it as much because you're working so hard on the bottom five. Sure. So what I love about that, that idea is, I know that I'm a connector and that I can talk to people and that you throw about a thousand things at me at once and I will juggle them all with ease because that comes easily to me. But a lot of people are not like that. And so it's really fun. Um, Actually, when I worked at United Way as the vice president of marketing there, um, we actually, the entire leadership, well, actually, everybody on the staff did the StrengthsFinder um, test. And then we learned how to kind of interact with each other based on that. And it was a really great way for us to be able to leverage those strengths of other people. Like ask me to sit down and analyze 
I don't know, anything. It doesn't matter what it is. For like hours and hours on end, I will tell you to jump off of a cliff because I just can't do it. But there were three or four people that I worked with that could. So when I had something that I needed to dive deep into, I would give them the tools that I thought they needed and then they would do the deep dive into it. It was a great way for us to all, you know, learn from each other, but leverage each other's strengths. So. I'm obsessed with any kind of personality <gasps> test. I haven't done Strengths Finder, but Myers Briggs, Enneagram. I'm an eight. If anyone I'm a was seven. wondering, I was gonna say that, but you seem like you have more follow through than a seven. Is? Eight. There we go. They're okay. very similar. Very anyway, similar. You can, everyone wanted to hear about it, <laughs> uh-huh. but truly, it's also the best way for you to understand other people. I think it's kind of a lot of people too will do those Strength Finders, will do those things, and really only look at themselves. If you go through and read those other things and start to learn about other people it then helps you to engage with everyone that you work with so much easier if you work with a six you might know is a lot of anxiety and they're very worried about things and they come prepared to stuff so if you come in as a seven and you're super excited and you don't want to deep dive and they're like well i have all my information and you just sit there and butt heads there's so much more that you can do when you you take the time to engage with what other people Where I just jump in because, again, that's the stuff that comes easily to me. So You're both in a plane ready to go on like a skydiving trip and they're sitting there talking about how they're never going to do it, but you can't hear them because you've already jumped out of the plane. That is exactly right. (laughs) You're hoping that That someone's going to pull the lever for you because you're ready. You have to understand how to engage with each other. Not that because I really hate heights. But other than that, absolutely. (laughs) That is a great analogy. So close on the metaphor. (laughs) So So close. (laughs) I think one thing that I'll throw in here and then we're going to turn back to Shannon's story is, uh, and I'm going to look at Alex for this, because we've spent some time talking about buyer personas, specifically, oh, right? Yeah. One of my favorite things to do of all time. And what I think that we really need to realize is that we as human beings categorize everything, mm-hmm. right? Everything, mm-hmm. always, forever. So you, you know, Brody pointed out that you could tell that Shannon was probably one of these, one of these numbers for yeah. you, and that helped you categorize Shannon as a person in your mind. And so you, as a project manager, as a business owner, uh, as a band leader, whatever that looks like, whenever you're interacting with a client or a, a team member or whatever that looks like, figure out those ways that you can categorize people into how they relate to you and your business. And that can give you better tools to mm-hmm. engage with them. Um, but we're going to talk about more of that in just a little bit. Okay. Because we're going to keep talking about customer relationships. Sweet. For sure. I love it. You mentioned working at United Way. Mm-hmm. But when we left off in your story, you were at the YMCA. Can I you was. take us of from- Washington, Iowa. Of Washington, Iowa. Right, right. Big city. Oh, so great. <laughs> can you walk us from the Y to the U? I sure can. Um, so from the Y in Washington, Iowa, Eric then got offered a job at was then Q103 here in, in wonderful Cedar Rapids, Iowa. Um, and it was like a hot second before it was about to turn country. But he was offered a job up here. So we came up here and I got another job at the Y up here. And that was um, before and after school child care. And that was an experience unto itself. I will tell you now, I don't have children. There is a reason. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But what I will tell you about is that particular job is the reason that I'm in marketing. I, because you're in a nonprofit, and I'm sure that other nonprofit people who are listening to this will understand, I, I did a before and after school program, but I had to do everything around it. And so the part that I loved the most was when I got to do the marketing piece and like putting together a marketing plan and figuring out who it was that we were going to talk to and where we were going to target to get parents to want to come to our programs. 
And at that time we had, let's see, eight programs in the summer and seven in the, during the school year. Mm -hmm. So that was a lot of kids. That's a ton of kids. Um, and so that made me want to go back to school. So 10 years after I got my first degree, I got my marketing degree from the university of Iowa. Um, and that was the pivotal point. Um, and so at that point I decided, well, I probably didn't need to be a childcare director anymore now that I have my marketing degree. And that's really what I want to do. So I took another job at another YMCA, um, and was the marketing director in the associate executive director. So So I got to flex both of my skills, which were operations and marketing, Um, and then moved to St. Louis, where I was the membership director there, which is the place that I learned how much I love figuring out client and customer service and just how important it is to thank and keep those people that you have in that case as members um, because it's a heck of a lot more expensive to try to get a new member at a Y than it is to try to retain one. So let's figure out how to keep these people. And yeah, we'll keep bringing in new, but we need to keep the old ones too. I really want to dive into that for just a second. Oh, we can. <laughs> oh, um, oh, no. Yes. Well, and because it's important. <laughs> it is. Right? And, and especially for small and medium-sized businesses. Yes. Oftentimes, you're not at the point where you're thinking about customer acquisition cost. Mm-hmm. Right? And customer retention costs yes. and what that what that really means for your business. And you've probably only heard it on Shark Tank. Yeah. Right. Right. <laughs> you know, like realistically. <laughs> so can you from a top level just kind of explain why that's important, especially to a small business that really probably hasn't considered it? Yeah. Um, I sure can. So there are a couple of things with that. Number one is small businesses. And I don't know how you define a small business, but sure. to me, that's probably 25 employees or less. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and normally in those cases, they don't have marketing people. They don't have like specialist people right. to tell them, Hey, it's really important. And they're the ones that are doing the like research on retention and the difference between a new and retaining a customer. And so, um, I really think that um, retaining customers is the only way that small businesses can keep afloat. Because if you're constantly in that hamster wheel of trying to get new business, you can never stop to figure out what's going on with the people that you currently have. You just can't. That's just how it works. Um, And so with customer um, acquisition, I mean, when you're at the beginning of a small business, absolutely, that's what you have to do. It's hustling, right? That's what you do. But once you get those, it's as important to retain those clients or customers or whatever you want to call them, members at the Y. Um, it's about, I think, it, I think I remember the number. It's like it costs almost, I think it's 25 to 50% more to get a new customer than it does to retain one. And so it just makes sense. I mean, if you're just a numbers person monetarily, it makes sense to do that, right? So let's work on retaining of those people versus, um, you know, spending all of your time on new customers. Let's take a quick break because that's really great insight and really great advice. Um, But we need to check in with some sponsors. When we come back, we're going to talk more about your time with United Way. We'll talk more about what you're doing now, yes. which I would say is super exciting. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel favorably towards it, <gasps> some might say. Well done. Really shoved that in there. Took that square peg and put it right in the round hole. 
Um, Roll that break. Yes. So uh, stick with us. <laughs> we'll be back in. Killing it, Logan. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Feeling really good about this. The energy in here is that exceptional. <laughs> All right. Hang out with us. Uh, we'll be back in just a moment. Friends with Marketing Benefits is brought to you by... I'm Jason Alberti. And I'm Lindsay Prince. I am a dad of two boys, a comedy writer, and I love medieval literature. I'm the mom of two girls, a comedy writer, and I love TikTok. Hey, we've got a new podcast. And it's called What Do You Want to Talk About? We talk about everything from almond milk lattes to xenophobia. New episodes every Monday. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. What Do You Want to Talk About is produced and distributed by the LAS Podcast Network in Cedar Rapids, Iowa. For more information, you can visit laspodcastnetwork.com. Hey, Lindsay, did I tell you the story about Scarpe the Njalsson when he was in Iceland and he was dying because he was under this log on fire and he pulls out this molar and he whips it into Thurl Thurlson's eye? No, I don't understand most of what you just said. Oh. Oh, Jason, did I tell you that Billy Eilish got bangs? What's a Billy Eyelash? Join us for Choose Your Own Adventure Team Quest, a game where teams of adventurers navigate through a classic choose-your-path-to-adventure story with the goal of winning prizes from locally-owned businesses in the Cedar Rapids-Iowa City Corridor. Each episode is fun, new, and exciting. Listen to the story and then see if you would make the same decisions as our teams. Will our teams travel to the tops of the Himalayas as they search for the exclusive Yeti? Will they dive to the bottom of the ocean to search for the lost city of Atlantis? Or will they travel through space and time as they explore distant planets and discover new forms of life? Which team will be your favorite? Will they enter the glorious hallways of the Adventurers Hall of Fame by winning the season championship? Choose Your Own Adventure Team Quest is produced and distributed by the LAS Podcast Network right here in Cedar Rapids, Iowa. For more information, visit laspodcastnetwork.com. New episodes release every other week on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. For bonus episodes of this show, ad-free versions of all LAS podcasts, and many other exclusive benefits, consider subscribing to LAS Plus for just $10 a month. To learn more and to get started, visit laspodcastnetwork.com slash plus. So come and join us for an adventure. And always remember, the choice is yours. L-A-S. Welcome on back to Friends with Marketing Benefits. I'm Logan. I'm Brody. I'm Shannon. Nope. Aww. You're Alex. Oh, yeah. I forgot. Yeah, it's okay. I want to be Alex. Well, I want to be Shannon. <laughs> <laughs> and we are talking with Shannon Hansen, uh, a fantastic community member, um, a board member uh, uh, with a number of organizations. Why are you bored? Yes. <laughs> I'm not anymore. Oh. Mm-mm. Um, I'm actually only on two boards right now. I That's took a low a number for you. Back. Yeah. I was on at my high, I think I was on 11. Yeah, 11. Mm-hmm. Right now, I'm Whoa. only... I'm only on two, so it's really nice. What two organizations are you 
associated with right now? Um, I sit on the Leadership for Five Seasons advisory board. Excellent. At the Economic Alliance. I'm a fan. Love it. It's a big, I'm a big fan too. And then I am currently the first woman chair of the Nubo City Market. Hell yeah. yeah. That's board. awesome. So it's pretty awesome. Oh, yeah. Congratulations. I love that one. This is my <laughs> fifth year on that board. Whoa. Whoa. So you've got a female chair there, and then Julie has bumped up right? to be a female executive yep. director. Um, so there's really some good representation there. Yeah. That's there awesome. really is. There really is. Yep. I love it. Good Worked vibes. real hard at it. Good vibes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but you're also a fantastic marketing professional. I sure try. And business owner, mm-hmm. and we're going to get into that. So uh, continue along on your story. You, you were talking about the Y. And- so um, I was at the Y in St. Louis and did membership, and that's where I got the relationship building stuff and right. the customer retention. And then we moved back here, and I was the director of marketing at the Y here for four years or five years. And then I got the job at United Way. So um, at the time that I started, though, I was the senior manager of uh, marketing and communications. And that was, I really wanted to take on that role because I knew that I could affect some change in the way that we stewarded donors mm-hmm. because I had to do a little bit of that with the YMCA because, of course, it, we're a non we were a nonprofit. They are a nonprofit. Um, they and still exist. They, right. they do. Yep. yep. Still built that brand new one out of Marion. That's right. Um, so... Uh, I love the nonprofit world, and so I really wanted to show how we could really do a better job of stewarding donors. So, took that job, was there for seven years. It's the longer, longest I've ever been in any one position in my life, and I, uh, I really did love it. Let me tell you, there's never a dull moment because I started in the centennial year. So that year we did 27 events in mm. one year. That was insane. Yeah. I got it down to five by the time I left. Thank God. Because um, that's just too many. So anyway, so I worked there for seven years and we did a lot of work on, you know, you were talking about buyer personas. We did a lot of work on our donor personas. Who is our donor what do they look like? Who are the people that are um, that are signing up for our newsletters? Who are the people that um, are those fringe people? How do we get to those people? Um, and with United Way, it was a little bit more um, interesting because we were lucky in the fact that we got um, donor information from a bunch of companies in um, the the area, right, our five county region. But what um, I saw toward the end was we were getting less and less of that. Yes, people still give, but you didn't get individual donor information. Mm-hmm. You would just get, say, um, Transamerica, and we knew that they gave us $400,000, and that's what we knew. So we had to really work hard at connecting one-on-one with donors versus um, going through a company to make that happen so we did a ton of work on that while I was there too so again it goes back to that trying to figure out where your customers live understand talk to them in the way that they want to be talked to it's all of that um and that's like I said with the buyer personas we did buyer personas and then we did um a really in-depth social media plan that really went through how are we talking to on these different platforms because the people that are on LinkedIn shouldn't be talked to the same way as the people that are on Facebook because they're very different segments of people, right? So we did a lot of work in that. Um, so, yeah. So 
that's where I really learned to hone some of those marketing things that, you know, you think in college when you're learning all that stuff, hey, I'm going to use this every day. And then you don't ever use it. You don't think. And then all of a sudden it comes back to you in the like very back of your brain. <laughs> I think it's so important, even if you haven't had that um, collegiate level training in marketing, to take a step back from the day-to-day work that you're doing and analyze what are we doing, mm-hmm. who are we doing it for, you know, why are we doing this, yep. and who who cares about it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I loved that you talked about, you know, uh, your different donor personas, but also who are those fringe personas, right? Because that's your growth potential. Yes. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, yep. Those main ones you were talking about, that's retention, right? The people that are already engaged yep. with you, you know how to access them, you know who they are, you can interact with them. And like you said, investing time and communication into that group is a lot easier than growing outward and getting new customers, donors acquired. You just can't take that for granted, though. Right. Like, that's what I think. You know, we have had DirecTV since it was PrimeStar. And that is a thousand years ago, and you guys are probably too young to even know that. But the thing that I always get frustrated with them about is... They keep giving these new customers all of this, um, these breaks in what it costs. And I spend so much money with them. It's not even funny because I keep DirecTV because of the NFL Sunday ticket. Uh, Logan, I'm supposed to um, say if, if, I, if it's getting tough in here, that I'm supposed to make a joke about how bad Eric is at his fantasy football Really this year. bad. It's really bad. It's rough. <laughs> it's he's and he's not happy and, and thankfully fine. i play him this week so that's good <laughs> well you'll probably win <laughs> <laughs> fingers crossed god bless <laughs> oh that's funny uh anyway i was going somewhere with that so the the direct tv i have always been frustrated with the fact that we have been there let's see we've been married for 25 years so we've been with them for 25 years because it was when we moved here. oh wow and yet we unless we call and say we're going to quit we get nothing that incentivizes us to stay other than they have the NFL Sunday ticket. And what we have talked about a hundred times is if that NFL Sunday ticket goes away, we are probably going away from DirecTV because what have they done? Now, to be fair, most cable providers, people feel that way about them. Sure. But I feel like there is such potential there that all you really have to do is find out what I like, me, which is a simple email. And then give me something that is around that, which is what my new business is about. Perfect. You nailed it. I tried. Nailed it. Um, So my new (laughs) business is called Favorable. And what I want to do is there's two pieces to this. One is... To be fair, I really just want to get paid to shop because I am such a good shopper. I have been shopping since I was four, and my mom and I are queens at it. So you, Logan, are like, I really want to get Marnie something for our anniversary. I can't think of anything to get her. And you call me and you say, Shannon, can you help me, please? I will help you with that. But the other piece of it is is with companies and exactly what we were talking about at the very beginning, which was small businesses, those small businesses that don't have specialists in this stuff, sitting down with them, talking through what it is that they want and or need from customer retention, and then figuring out a plan around that. Because the other piece of, I know a lot of people think that because I'm so outgoing, I'm scattered everywhere. First of all, I have a lot of great ideas, and it's not my fault that they come all at the same time. But secondly, I can put anything into a process, and Logan, you probably know that already because we kind of did that a little bit when we worked together for a little bit. That's right. Um, I love to put a thing in a process. And so 
um, sitting down with companies and figuring out how to make that piece easier for them, utilizing who they have, or they can hire me to do that piece of it too. But it really is giving them the tools to do it themselves. Because I know, as a small business owner now myself, I know how hard it is to find the money to do some of this stuff, but it's so important. And part of what... um, I really want to do within those plans is the gifting piece of that. You do need to say thank you to people. And one of the things that I learned most um, at a nonprofit was that people don't always want stuff. Sometimes they just want to thank you. And knowing that and knowing those people that want that versus, you know, again, back to nonprofits, somebody who wants their name on the outside of a building. Okay, We know that. So let's do that for them. But some people don't. So let's figure out what that is. I read this great book called Giftology. And the whole premise of it is that you really want to get to know your customers in a very... um, in a way that makes them feel comfortable, but you know what they want individually. It doesn't matter how many customers you have. And keep on figuring that out and learning more and then thanking them in their way. So I love it. I, As you were telling that story, I realized that I had a personal anecdote, a, a, an experience of this recently. Um, oh, super. We just had a baby. You did? I know. I know. Like six weeks ago. <gasps> And before that, like a week before we had the baby, I was on the phone with Capital One, who I have a credit card with. And I was, um, I don't even remember why I was talking to them, but I was talking to somebody there and I mentioned on the phone that I was having a baby next week, just passively. And no- nothing came of that. You, you know. weren't. Marnie was, but okay. I was thinking it, but I didn't know. Well, <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Fine. Sure. <laughs> Whatever. Uh, and... And then we we had the baby. Marnie had a baby, and I was there. And we brought. <laughs> I'm, glad. I'm really glad you were. Yeah. yeah. Um, so thanks for saying anymore. that better, Logan. They allow you around it a little bit. <laughs> a couple of days later, when we were at home, we got this package delivered, and it was a, a stuffed bear and flowers from Capital One. Surprise and delight, right? It was not, and nobody else sent us anything. So it was like this whole, like. <laughs> Awesome experience. Like, why did my credit card company take note of this one passive comment I made? Yeah, How wow. much do you spend with that credit card company? Just kidding. <laughs> Not a lot. <laughs> really? Not a lot. So, I mean, really, it was just a great, it was a great kind yes. of little experience. And I really loved it. And it really made me think about Capital One in a, uh, a more loyal way, to be honest. Yeah. yeah. So I think that makes a big difference. Giftology by John Rulin. Yes. Um, definitely check that out. Yeah, it's a it really is a great book. And of course it was about it was a little bit about shopping too. So Perfect. That's what I do. I have certain you shop, real strengths. And when you're not shopping, you're reading books about shopping. Oh yeah, I am. Mm, I love it. The science of shopping a, is really important. <laughs> when you go on to your website, which mm-hmm. is getfavorable.com, yes. the first thing you see is Thank Bankers you. Bank, Plumbers Plum. Shannon Shops. Shannon Shops. Um, so it makes sense. You've really leaned into that brand for yourself. <laughs> sure it. do. Um, but one thing that I think is really important to understand is that it's it's not always about spending money on gifts, nope. right? It doesn't always have to be some sort of big purchase just to retain a customer. That's exactly right? right. And I think it's easy maybe for somebody listening to this and thinking about this type of customer retention for the first time um, to think that that's the answer. 
right? You don't always need to send somebody flowers after you have a baby, although it was awesome. Yeah. Right? But it can manifest itself in different ways. It can. Um, I think that it's really important. Again, it goes back to understanding who your customer or your client is and really working toward that. Um, I also think that um, when a person is working with um, a, a business, they've obviously chosen you for a reason. So make them believe that their reasons were valid. Um, one of the things that makes me crazy is how often do you guys keep the little tchotchke things that like a realtor sends you or your bank gives you or whatever, unless it's a pen, which I can't tell you the number of pens that I have branded. Um, you probably don't. And so I think that's a good metaphor for for better understanding, they probably, these businesses spend thousands of dollars on these branded tchotchke things that get thrown away, more than likely. So taking that time and spending that energy on more better understanding your client and customer and what they really want really actually is a better use of that dollar, right? Um, because really, you just threw that down the drain with the tchotchke. So um, I made the... Let's see, what did I, I was talking to um, one of my clients one day and we talked about what her brand is too. Because you have to remember, you have to do both sides of it, right? You want to know what the customer does, but you still have to be true to your brand. So we were talking about how she is such a local person. She tries to shop as locally as she can. She does all of these things. She likes small business. Um, But she, she and I were talking about what it was that we wanted to do for her gifting purposes. And we wanted to kind of find a time that was outside of when other people usually give gifts, right? So we weren't going to give it at Christmas. We weren't going to give it at, I don't know, Valentine's Day, whatever days those are. Um, So we decided on these beautiful, they're called salad paddles. And the circle of the paddle is probably almost your hand big around. And you use them in salads so you don't lose the stuff. Well, I found these one time and we couldn't find the manufacturer of them. So what did I do? I'm walking around the farmer's market and I see this nice lady, Grandma Spoons, by the way. She's great. Her name is Rita. Um, And I just said, hey, would there be any way that you could make some of these for my client. We really want to do this for Thanksgiving because we want to be ahead of the game, ahead of what other people are doing, um, and then send these to her, to her clients. And she said, I don't know, maybe. And so I sent her a picture of them and we worked together for maybe, I don't know, less than an hour. And now we will have brand new, made from Southern Iowa, these salad paddles for us to send to her clients that's going to talk about how we shopped local her brand, um, how you can use these with family, you know, how I think one of the things that we came up with was, um, you know, just like a salad tosses a lot of things into a bowl, so is your family at Thanksgiving. Hopefully these will help, blah, 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 blah. Um, And she was delighted with all of that. And all it took was getting to know her a little bit better and understanding that her clients will be doing something like that, but it's different. It's not like everything else that people get. And it's utilitarian. I'm a big, I worked at True North in one of those many times. And I'll tell you, um, one of the things that I learned most from Dwayne Smith was whatever you do, it's utilitarian. And so that's why I love the idea of these salad paddles and stuff like that. But it was just one of those things where it was a good combination of what the my client was and what her clients were. 
if you make it something that they're going to keep using, then it's not just a one-time, exactly. oh, look, a Frisbee, and then you throw it and, and never I'll, pick it back up. And I'll tell you, she is very adamant about not having her brand on it, just that people remember that it came from her. Mm-hmm. And I, I appreciate that. I am on the fence with that. Um, I don't know. I think it depends on what type of business you have. She's a consultant as well. And so I think she has a very one-on-one relationship with all of her clients. So I think that's fine. Mm -hmm. But I think if you're, I don't know, um, some big company in town, you may need to have to brand your stuff because it may be one of a thousand, you know, I think of insurance agents, your, your choices for insurance agents are hundreds. Right. And so maybe that would help in that case. Again, true north. <laughs> what else should people know about Get Favorable and what you're doing now? Hmm. Um, I also, you know, those are the things that my business is about, but I still do marketing consulting on the side. Yeah. So I'm still doing some marketing strategy with some some clients. Um, one of the things that I, I love, again, doing with Favorable is just people asking me if I can do something. I'll be like, Maybe. And if not, I connect them to someone that can. And so um, I think that with favorable, I just the reason that the name is favorable, because the whole concept is you want to have a favorable relationship with whoever your clients, customers, friends, whatever that looks like. Right. Um, And so that's why, you know, even with the little tagline building favorable relationships, um, I just think that relationship building and understanding how to uh, better connect with people is super important. I think that's as good of a place to stop as any. Awesome. It was great. Shannon, thank you so much for coming on the show. You are so Sharing welcome. your story with us, sharing advice and insight. Oh, I have so much more. Well, we'll have to get you back <laughs> on the show soon. You must return. Oh, oh thanks. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, a book. I smell a book deal coming. Oh, I think that's where it really oh. here's the we'll thing. We'll see you back. Okay. For that. Yeah. yeah that's when, that'll be round two. <laughs> I got to find somebody else to write it. That's not in my strengths. <laughs> ah, there you go. There you but go. But I'm sure you can find someone. I'm sure I can. Hey, Brody, what you doing? <laughs> so busy with so many things to do. <laughs> like writing Shannon's book. <laughs> Thanks, Alex. And you, dear well, listener, no. hopefully you're busy checking out this show every other Tuesday on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you get your podcasts. Because we love bringing you friends with marketing benefits, which is what we just did, our friend Shannon. Uh, if you like this show, if you like other local podcasts, consider checking out our LASpodcastnetwork.com website. You can learn more about what we do, the other shows that we have on the network, entertainment shows, business shows. It's, it's awesome. And they're all Eastern Iowa local, which we're pretty proud of. And if you really want to support us at the top level, consider subscribing to LAS+. Plus. It's our premium subscription service where you get ad-free versions of this show, bonus episodes of this show, and other podcasts, uh, access to live events that we have coming up soon. We're excited to share with you. Um, and a bunch of other awesome things, including ways to connect with us and our guests um, in unique and exclusive ways. So LAS+, plus, LASpodcastnetwork.com slash plus. I think that does it. Shannon, thank you again. Thank you for having me. It was really fun. One more time. What's that website? Getfavorable.com. Yeah. Love it. And hey, Brody, how was your first time on Friends with Marketing Benefits? Best time I've had all week. I know. <laughs> I could tell. <laughs> <laughs> You're radiating. Got that glow about me right That's now. right. <laughs> Glad awesome. I could be here for that. <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much, listener. We'll see you in two weeks next, not next Tuesday. We switched it every other week. Let me remind you, this used to be a weekly show. 
and now it's every other week. Beauty and Grace. Roll that back, maybe one more time. (laughs) Bye! The LAS Podcast Network is an independent network of local creators based in Cedar Rapids, Iowa. For more, visit LASPodcastNetwork.com. LAS.